0: Hey, theater people, Patrick here. All right, you guys, we are less than a week away from our first ever live summer series event. We are so excited. I cannot even begin to tell you. The show is Sunday, May 8th at Pearl Studios and features the queen herself, Olivier Award winner Leslie Margarita. The doors open at 5 for our pre-show party, which will be full of music and food. Producer Mike and I will be there with some of our fancy Broadway friends. Leslie and I go on at 6 p.m. sharp. We'll chat for about a half an hour, then she'll perform a song or two with our live accompanist, and then we'll end the show by taking questions from the audience. We'll also be raffling off t-shirts and signed CDs. It's going to be a blast, you guys, and there are only five tickets left. You can grab one of the few remaining tickets at our website, www.theaterpeople.com. That's theater with an E-R-P-P-L dot com. Also, we've launched our weekly newsletter, and almost 300 of you have signed up for it. In our newsletter, we announced the latest episode to go live. Also, I'm writing a column called My Weekly Obsession, where I write about some awesome theater-related thing I'm obsessed with each week— And Steve, my husband, is writing a column that takes a deeper dive into musical theater history based on the week's guest. He uses embedded videos and Spotify playlists. It's really super awesome. You can sign up for the newsletter on our Facebook page or Twitter page or at our website, which again is www.theaterpeople.com. That's theater with an E-R-P-P-L dot com. Okay, now to the show.
1: Yeah. I'm Lynn manuel Miranda.
2: I'm Celia Keenan-Bolger. This is Queen Leslie. I'm Robin De jesus I'm Aaron Davy. Hi, this is Ellen Marie Marsh. I'm LaChanze.
1: I'm Telly Leung.
2: Hi, I'm Eden Espinosa. I'm
1: Laura Osnes. I'm Katie Finnerin. Hi, I'm Tanya Pinkins. I'm Karen Olivo, and you are listening to the Theatre People Podcast.
0: Hello, fellow theatre people. Welcome to the Theatre People Podcast. I'm Patrick Hines, your host. You guys, it's been a while since I've gotten butterflies before an interview. But I have to say, I was nervous before meeting today's guest, Laura Michelle Kelly. I mean, you know she was the original West End Mary Poppins. She won an Olivier. She was in the Sweeney Todd movie. She's British. Beautiful. Perfect. Anyway, of course, she was disarmingly charming. Her dressing room at the Luntfontaine Theater, where she's currently starring in Finding Neverland, is a little magic fairy kingdom with tents and teepees and maps of Neverland, I never wanted to leave. For background, she made her West End debut as a baguette, yes, the bread, in the West End production of Beauty and the Beast when she was 16 years old. In the West End, she went on to star in Andrew Lloyd Webber's Whistle Down the Wind, Speed the Plow, Lord of the Rings, and of course, Mary Poppins, among other things. She made her Broadway debut as Hoddle in the 2004 production of Fiddler on the Roof. She later took over the role of Mary in the Broadway production of Mary Poppins. And now she's back on Broadway as Sylvia, the role she created in last season's smash hit Finding Neverland. And this month, she's doing a series of dates at Feinstein's 54 Below, where she's debuting her new one woman show. She was such a delight to chat with. Here's our conversation. Lauren Michelle Kelly, hi. Hi. Hello. It's It's so
2: good to
0: see you. It's so nice to meet you. Thank you for. I just have to like look, I have to tell our listeners what we're looking at in your dressing room. Your dressing room is like. Magical fairyland. Yeah, there's like a teepee and there are lights and there's a map of Neverland. It's
2: so beautiful. Yeah, I just love fairy lights. I made a little canopy. I just wanted to feel like it was a tent. <laughs> and then I got given a teepee for my birthday, so the bed is covered by this teepee, and I love to just lose myself in it.
0: Well, I wanted to first talk about your show at Feinstein's 54 Below.
2: <gasps> Me too. I've just been going through the whole script and the transitions and the songs, and I'm still trying to figure out some of the lyrics for a couple of the new songs that I had to put in um Because there was like things I wanted to say and subjects I wanted to talk about. And uh, I hadn't learned a song for that. So I'm still cramming, lyric cramming. (laughs) I wanted to,
0: um, I'm going to read the description from the 54 Below website and then ask you about it. So it says, in a personal revealing evening of songs and stories, Broadway leading lady Laura Michelle Kelly shares her journey of coming to New York City and making it her home.
2: Yeah, I always imagined if I was going to ever do a show at all, I wanted it to feel like people were coming into my home, and that I was able to share um, personal things, and but you know within reason, <laughs> <laughs> and like just share some very vulnerable things, and but also make people feel welcome, and uh, and so I'm excited because I finally know what that looks like,
1: yeah. and
2: I found a team that is just incredible. They do all the Broadway Sings events that are so popular, people can't fit in, and they just such such a great um, great two guys who just are really good at putting things together. And Corey Mack is Mark is my director and he's just so great at wording things. So I'm trying to learn my lines. <laughs> well, he, I told him what I wanted to say and he helped me be a bit more eloquent, which is great. Um, cause I'm, I wouldn't say I'm the most eloquent or articulate to get my feelings across. That's why I use scripts. <laughs> well,
0: in America, your accent will get you a long way.
2: Oh, good. I hope so. You sound so
0: so smart and elegant to us. There's only
2: so far you can get, though, with just an English accent. (laughs) Soon enough, you'll show that you're not all that clever.
0: (laughs) Well, it says you're going to talk a little bit about sort of your story of like making New York your home and and coming here. And will you just give us a little tidbit about that? Because I was so interested to read that. I think I saw that you consider New Orleans your home. Is that right?
2: Um I actually do. My family are there. So but making New York my, my home was actually pretty tough because you come here and people make it so like there's so many obstacles to get to work. You have to work through every single day to make it to make it to work. Like, even just crossing the street people are angry with you. Yes. And and sure. And also just, like, the mental, like, the go, 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 and the people are trying to make it and they're comparing themselves with each other. And um, I just, I think I found my peace here, and I had to. I found optimism. I found places that I enjoy spending time, quiet time with. I found friends. I made great friends. Um, But also, like, I I, I feel like the way I make any place my home is to... um, really just don't compare myself with others and get make sure I provide myself with optimism every day and I'm sharing some of the optimism with there's an optimism moment with uh with a bunch of people and you know my family and the journey it's really about the journey I've gone through in life too and um I'm sharing a few vulnerable moments about life and how to get through breakup and how to um deal with the disappointments and how you get back up from that really the 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 lyrics are very inspiring of most of the songs that I'm singing.
0: Yay. Um, What was I going to ask you? Can you share with us any of the songs that you're going to sing?
2: Um, Yeah. there's uh, Well, I did Everybody Says Don't recently. A really amazing arrangement of it at um, an LGBT event. Um, and that, oh, what was it called? It was, was um, it Broadway, backwards? Broadway backwards. We saw you. Yeah, you were you there. Were so great! I was yeah, so yeah. nervous that day. It was
0: great. And Julie White was an amazing host. She was so oh, funny. Oh yeah,
2: and she was so sensitive too. At the end, like totally. she was in tears and. Um, just everybody that we met there was, was so nice and kind, and they. they you were so wearing a green
0: gown that night, I think. Too. I was. But,
2: oh, Green's you look my favorite so color. Beautiful. Thank you. Me and my
0: husband were like, "What is wrong with her? Why is she so gorgeous?"
2: <laughs> I was like, I jumped up and down at one point. I was like, "Make some noise!" Yes, and I thought my boob fell out. No, I don't. Did it? I don't know. I was like, "Oh, don't jump again."
0: I don't remember seeing your boob.
2: I know. I think if you'd had seen it, you would know. <laughs> You'd remember.
0: Well, I, I just want to say the dates for your show at 54 Below are May 2nd, 16th, and 30th. Yeah. Um, and everyone has to go. It's going to be amazing. I'm so
2: excited. I, I It's at 7 p.m., and it's the first time I've ever done a show. So you should expect me to be um a little vulnerable and i'm like i'm, pr- I'm gonna i'm promising myself i'm not gonna cry because <laughs> some of the things you say you know they're so deep yeah. in your heart like it's just a really vulnerable thing and i feel suddenly ready i've been wanting to do this for 15 years but didn't really know how to and um finally i've got to the point where they invited me and i said yes and now i have to <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's no good. i mean you have to I have so much to say and yeah. i have so much to encourage like it's my favorite thing But to just, like, let the lyrics and the song be an encouragement to people. Um, I won't be talking half as much as I'm suggesting right now. But but the lyrics, I'm hoping, will will bring people freedom like they brought me freedom.
0: Yeah.
2: There's two songs that I wrote myself, actually. Really? Yeah, uh, 10 years ago um, when I put put my album out. I did a lot of writing during that time. So I just thought I probably should sing a couple of songs from that. So I did.
0: That's so exciting. I'm totally coming.
2: <clears throat> Good, I hope so.
0: <laughs> um, can we talk about some theater stuff? Please. So let's talk a little bit about Finding Neverland.
1: Okay. I know that may not understand, but he's guiding me safely to show.
0: Which is this incredible, hugely fabulous, extravagant show that you're in right now? Will you tell us how the role came to you in the first place?
2: Two years ago, I was in a hotel room, and I just finished at like this conference, life-changing conference. Um, and I, I remember the hotel r- was itself was very dark. Oh, the music's going on. That's good. We love that. We love it. We like, love should it I turn like... down the b- monitor? I don't think
0: so. Okay. Unless you want it's to. It's going to go off. Oh, okay. gonna, it's going to okay.
2: go off a lot. It's um, just in case you're editing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we always love it when there's like food announcements. Like, John, oh. your steak has arrived.
2: <laughs> I know, the monitor's always really loud. They're setting up the sound right now. Yeah. I and mean, it's before a matinee day. so. Oh, right. Um, um What was I saying?
0: Uh, oh, you were in a hotel room. After oh, I was in conference. a
2: hotel room uh the how finding neverland came to me was i was in a hotel room and it was a pretty dark hotel room i was on my own tiny room and i but i just finished this life-changing conference and i i left the conference thinking what am i doing with my life i don't know what's next i was just passing time and doing things that were good you know like traveling or trying to find myself or until a job came up and i had an email in my inbox you're being offered a workshop for finding neverland straight offer Wow! And I was like, "Oh, thank God, because because <laughs> I had something to focus on." And and I'm terrible in auditions. I hate really, I hate them. but if you give me a workshop, I'll nail the part. If I but auditions, I can't. I'm just terrible at auditions. So people, I often get work just through workshops. Wow! Because <laughs> then I can really prove myself through the material, right? And I don't feel judged because I already have it. So it makes me feel. So the hard thing the the audition process is just too hard for me.
1: Yeah.
0: But, I mean, not to go too far back, but the first real professional West End job you ever got, if I'm... That was auditioned. It was an open call, right? It was for Beauty and the Beast. It was like 2,000 other people and you got the job.
2: I think that was different because when I was younger, I just did what I did. You know, I didn't feel like, oh, a lots riding on this and I'm, you know, this is my break or, you know, these people are judging me. I didn't even think about that. I just did it. I was very naive back then. I wish I could get some of that back.
0: (laughs) Um, I wanted something I read that I thought was so interesting because you've been with the show for a while now. You guys just celebrated your year anniversary, right? Yeah. Yeah, congratulations.
2: Yesterday. Yeah, we had a nice cake and um, Mark Kudish is now in the show who's yeah. just an incredible addition to us and our family and Alfie Bo is now playing J.M. Barry, and he's a, traditionally known as an opera singer. He's very yeah. famous in England and um, he's making a name for himself here more and um, Sally and triplet who i've known for many many years back in london she's famous there for her work i was so happy when she said that she'd play my mother We're very uh. similar to she's just such a nice woman so we've got a really nice bunch of people that to come to work with every day they're kind yeah how is
0: it to be in a show like a year in like how do you keep it fresh is it ex- like i like you're saying with the new cast changeover is that something that like helps you sort of find new stuff
2: um yeah i mean i have to fall in love every day with someone and and uh I had to do that anyway every day. So having a new person entirely, um, it's pretty much that's a similar journey. Like you just find reasons to fall in love with someone every day and respond to what they're bringing you. So yeah, I mean it's it's the same in that way. But you know, people bring different chemistry and they bring their way of reacting to you, and that changes who you are on stage. And I, I I have my anchor points that I go to as my character. But really I'm you know we all act in how we other people see us too. Yeah. I mean you also fight that. But how other people view you, you also live up to that too. It, I'm not whether it's wrong or right this is what we do. So how another character sees you on stage changes who you are.
0: So it really is a different experience when a new a, a new actor comes in.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and it brings new things to it too. Yeah, but you also, the technique of it all, doing it eight shows a week, is to remember what that feels like if, if it's, um, you know, emotions aren't easily coming because you've done it so many times. The, the technique of it all is to make it look like it's brand new and to try and conjure that up in a different way on your own if someone's not giving you something. Yeah. And that's, chall- that's the challenge for me, that to find um, the emotion of a scene because you can become numb in some ways. You have to find something new every scene.
0: Yeah. Something that I read that I thought was so interesting and, and I think opposite of, of how some actors feel, you know, famous actors like at your level. Is I'm
2: famous. You are famous.
0: Nice. Somebody, I was on Twitter today and they are like, ask her what it's like to be like an internationally famous actor and like the responsibility <laughs> that she feels. But it kind of Does goes to... Does it make
2: you famous if someone says you're famous?
0: Definitely. Oh, okay, then I'm famous. <laughs> um... You like to meet people at the stage door. Like, you're into that.
2: I am. I'm really into that. I wish I could do it more. I don't get to do it every day because sometimes I have to run home to my dog in between shows. You know, life gets in the way. My beautiful puppy. I Um, love him and I miss him. And they won't let me have him in the building. Oh, really? It's a dog. It's a not dog-friendly building even though we have dogs in the show. Isn't that funny? (laughs) And I miss him all day long and I kind of wish he could text me.
0: (laughs) That's how I feel about my kid. I totally understand that. I
2: know. Soon. Yeah, although She's I never two, want right? her
0: to have a phone. She is. I was saying before we started you guys have the same birthday. I know,
2: isn't that cool? Yeah. March fourth and conquer.
0: Exactly.
2: I loved it when I realized that.
0: And yeah. Um one of the elements of the show I had to ask you about, so I think we're a year in, it's okay to give a spoiler, right? Yeah. Okay. But tell me if it's not. But your your character doesn't make it all the way.
2: Oh, I make it all the way to Neverland.
0: Right. Well, I mean like your character dies. Yes. Okay, it's okay to say that, it's right? It's okay to say we that. I think people have seen
2: want. it now, but they've seen the movie too. Totally. But even last night, uh, a, a friend of ours, an actress friend of ours, she was like, I just thought you were depressed. I didn't realize you were dying. It just didn't occur to her. <laughs> well, and he said, oh, you've coughed into a hanky and he's now touched your hanky and he thinks he's going to get it. Like, that's what she thought. Isn't that awful? She's an actress. She didn't get it. I was like, I have to work harder at What's that. What's her
0: name? It's Sp- Spill the tea.
2: Oh, no. Okay.
0: Well, your no. character, go. Um, somebody just messaged me and said, Scott, who actually works on your show here. I think he works in the front of the house. Um, my
2: stomach keeps rumbling. So does I'm it? I'm hungry. I'm so sorry. Do you I, need to eat? No, I just hope that it doesn't come up on the podcast. <laughs> if it does, we'll play sorry, music my underneath. My stomach's like growling. At some point, I'll show you. It's because it. I'm working out to try and look fitter for my show, and then uh, I'm not eating enough. You're it? so beautiful. Oh, thank you. You're welcome.
0: Not that that should matter matter but you are you are too thank you i was hoping you would say that <laughs> um such a beautiful
2: person
0: <laughs> oh see she just told me i had a good personality that's you guys important
2: too. <laughs> being a beautiful person is more important than being beautiful on the outside
0: fine but i'll take your good looks for five minutes <laughs> <laughs> nice so, but i had to say you go you are sent off in a in a how did he say it? in a, in a, a
2: tornado, tornado glitter, glitter, yeah, yeah. In a tornado. how
0: do you Literally, not get that all over. Like, how do you not suck down the it's glitter everywhere?
2: I... It's all over my building, in my apartment. Really? Yeah. Like, even all the way at my house, there's glitter. Uh, Mylar will greet me on the hallway.
0: Oh, is that what? On that my is? way is Mylar? to my house,
2: it's called Mylar, and, and it will be on the floor on my, in my building, the floor <laughs> of my building. Isn't that funny?
0: They're like Great Mary Poppins's home.
2: They're like, where is this stuff coming from? (laughs) The cleaners keep having to go up there with the Hoover. Like, is this something magical happening in this building? Where is this coming from?
0: It's so beautiful. It's like, so I saw the show in previews, which was a year ago. And that moment has stayed with me. Like, I could conjure tears just thinking of it now. Really? Completely. There's one other thing we'll tell you about, too. But um, I'm just so curious. Like, do you have to close your eyes? Like, I'm sorry to ask you a dumb technical question, but do you have to, like, close your eyes and hold your breath?
2: The one moment I have to close my eyes is when they sing... If you close your eyes and count to ten. It's the only point, point that I need to close my eyes because yeah. they're telling me to. <laughs> I just don't think the audience gets that the, or hears that. But um, uh, No, I mean, there was one time I was very innocent about it until one time I, I got so excited I went, <gasps> and I breathed in, copious amounts of my mother, into my windpipe. Uh. and then But then I didn't want to ruin the moment for everybody. <sighs> so I knew it and I turned around and I... Just try not to breathe, and, and I remember feeling like I'm gonna gag, I'm gonna gag, and I, I it felt like the longest time I'd ever been in there. I finally get to leave. I go up there early, and I'm gonna vomit in the, in that moment where everyone's like being moved. Oh, it wouldn't it wouldn't end, and I was I was like <laughs> dying, and then I, I I like the lights wouldn't go down, and I was I was like literally about to throw up on people backstage. Which I did end up doing. As soon as the lights came on, I, I, I threw up the Myla. But oh my god! Later, I was later on. I was like, oh my god! I was going to die for a moment. <laughs> I was going to die for the sake of the audience. That's just wrong.
0: Yeah, I think everyone agrees with you on that. Like point. if I
2: actually died. let's
0: keep you alive
2: for that scene. <laughs> yeah, I don't as right I die, god. isn't that weird? That would have been. It would have been awful. Laura died. The the leading role totally. of Finding and just died, choked on Myla, and is now dead. Like I'm not laughing because it's no, funny but how it's awful, awful. <laughs> it was, that's how I felt Like I, I didn't realize at the time what sacrifice I was making
0: I did not I thought there was going to be an, I thought you were going to be like no I don't have to close my eyes next question Thank you for having a story because it looks I have so dangerous. It
2: for everyone that's about to watch the show and watch that and know that I was choking and <laughs> but but it is it's beautiful. Yeah, and I'm glad oh that people God, yeah. that day appreciated it, yeah. even though I was, would have died for them.
0: Um, okay, we don't have a ton of time, so we have to immediately start talking about Mary Poppins.
2: Okay. In every job that must be done, there is an element of fun.
1: You find the fun and snap the jobs are gay. And every task you undertake becomes a piece of cake A lark, a spring it's very clear to see That a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down The medicine go down, medicine go down Just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down
2: most Do you mind? No, I love Mary Poppins. Oh. Changed my life, and it's the part that everyone always wants to talk about.
0: Yeah. Well, I love this show too, don't get me wrong. But Mary Poppins was like, I saw you in London, and I remember when I got back to the States, I said to Mike, our producer, they were casting actresses who fly, because there were no strengths. You flew. Like, at the end of the show, <laughs> you literally took off and yeah, flew. I did. Yeah. I mean,
2: it's hard to find
1: but, but some of us of can kind. do
2: it well apparently a lot of people can do it because they always come to my stage and I said I'm playing Mary Poppins at so and so school oh. or I'm playing everyone everyone's playing Mary Poppins now
0: God it's such a great show how did you get the part how did that happen for you
2: I was doing Fiddle on the Roof here here yeah I remember being in, in Cameron's office back in London before I was doing Fiddle on the Roof and he said I'd, I'd finished my fell that was kind of my audition thank, ah. thank God they all saw me play Eliza in my fell mm-hmm. and they knew I could do it that's how I got it. I didn't audition. I got it through my family. But I signed his office. He said, I want to offer it to you, but but I can't offer it to you if you do Fiddle on the Roof. <gasps> and I said, but I, so you're hypothetically offering me Mary Poppins, but I want why, to do Fiddle on the Roof. I got offered it. I want to go to Broadway and I really wanted to be here and do, and be a part of that production.
0: Incredible. We were talking about that on the way down. Alfred Molina. And, yeah. Uh, and, and Randy Graff. Incredible.
2: And... Di- like, David Laveau. and yeah. Oh, it was just amazing. It was... In,
0: that, that production was... Authentic. Yeah. I mean, the, the current production, we love it. It's so I great. I haven't
2: seen it yet. Oh, it's Everyone so good. Yeah. yeah. I want to see it because of the choreography, too.
0: Totally. Because the choreography isn't... They weren't restricted to using just the original choreography. I know. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Um,
2: I mean, as an aside, the, the woman who... Um, Uh, the sister of Jerome Robbins sister Uh um, she died on the first night of our show no she was in charge of the estate and she actually passed away in the audience on our first performance no isn't that crazy that is
0: awful yeah wow on our
2: first performance I don't know if many people don't really know that no
0: happy first preview yeah
2: I think I'm pretty sure it was her. Yeah. It was sure. <laughs> wait, it was just some old lady. No, wait, it wasn't. It didn't happen. <laughs>
0: oh my! I just can we be best friends when this is over? Please. Okay, we you. already are. Yeah, exactly. We? Let's go eat. <laughs>
2: I'm
0: starving. We need to get you a drink. We said. Yeah. Um, I want. Okay, so Mary Poppins, you got the job. I got the job.
2: Because, wait. So we digress. So, fill yeah. on the roof happened. I said yes to fill on the roof anyway. And, um, I was very thankful and grateful that Cameron, even though he said he couldn't do it, if I did Fiddler, the Roof, I don't know why, but, uh, I don't know whether it was a timing thing, but he, um, he still offered it to me when I, when I was doing Fiddler. To a
0: point of clarity then, did you say, well, I'm going to go do this job and if you still want me, then you can have me? I but did.
2: I'm- I was, that was when I was really stubborn and, uh, Strong world,
1: I love it. I, I,
2: that's gone now, and now <laughs> I'm just like, I'll do anything you say. I don't know why I'm like that now, but.
0: <laughs> so then, you know, not to fast forward too far ahead, um, your so feet you are so it. cute. Thank
2: you. Uh, I got Mylar on them. I was just like,
0: <laughs> you won the Olivier. I did. And I was reading something today where you were talking about, well, first of all, how is like the Olivier season different from like the Tony season here?
2: I actually I haven't been a part of it for a while now because I've been here for so long, but um, they've definitely, they've started televising it, which is interesting. And they didn't used to. No. When I was doing it, they hadn't yet. There wasn't any money in that. So now oh. there is. Um, and I feel like, I hope that they're trying to get it more like as like glamorous as the Tonys because it should be. It's like one of the pinnacles of our industry and of our country like west end is like totally one of the greatest singers about our country so um i hope that they'll begin to invest some get some investment in that yeah but it's also to do with the television channels you know there's not there's only five channels really oh really in england there's only five channels but now it might be different because of the you know sky television and all that stuff Bios here, but you know, the cable stuff now that there's a lot more money involved with channel TV channels,
0: and then so then you then came to do it on Broadway like a few years later,
2: um, yeah, five years later to yeah. be exact. I left Mary Poppins in London after 18 months, and then, um, I took some time off. I did an album, uh huh. Um, I traveled, I did, went to Singapore for a bit, did a show there, and then what I really wanted to do. At the end of some time off, was uh, an album, uh, my album, a play, and a movie. Maybe that's what my game, my goals were.
1: Wow! And strangely enough, I
2: manifested it. I spoke it out, and then towards the end of my time off, the album was finished. Although it, it was released, and lots of stuff happened after that, but um, that I got Sweeney Todd, yeah, and and I got a play. Uh, wait, I did Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah. Um, and then I got a play with, um, Matthew Warchus, who is one of my dear friends, greatest director ever. Was it Speed the Plow? Yeah. Yeah, With Kevin Spacey and Jeff Goldman. So that was a pretty crazy couple of years for me. (laughs) And even though I did have some time off. So at the end of that season, um, I didn't know if I wanted to do it anymore. Acting? Yeah. Any of it. Wow. I went through a, a phase of, like, I've been doing this since I was 11. Yeah. Do I want to do it? Like, it just it just carried on going. Like, and I didn't really, like, where do I go now? I kind of lost heart. My heart got broken. Oh. And your heart is very linked to your voice, so I didn't want to sing anymore. You know, it's a bit like that. Yeah. And then I managed to, all I wanted to do was volunteer for kids' things. Wow. Like, to, to help kids. And I found myself painting people's houses and, like, like just searching, soul searching. Um, long story short, I was some. I somehow find myself in LA. I'm just looking for an answer, right? And I just, I did. I worked with Matthew Waters on Ghost. Um, I workshopped that for him, and then I wow. did. Um, I helped them come up with a few ideas for the inner studio for Ghost with Dave Stewart and Glenn Ballard. And that's my favorite, creating yeah. like something that wasn't there before and yeah. st- at the beginning, beginning, like we were with this. Mm-hmm. Like that is my absolute favourite thing to do. So I was able to do some of that and I I was in LA still from there and I remember sitting at this cafe, this coffee shop and I thought, you know, I really should probably get a, a big job soon. I need a job. Um, I can't just volunteer for the rest of, <laughs> of my life. There's no money. I'm going <laughs> to need to monitoring. survive where I'm going to live. And then my agent rang and said, you, I'm going for dinner with Cameron McIntosh. Do you want me to ask him anything? And I'd know I'd just been to Australia traveling, and I'd heard they were looking for a uh, Mary Poppins in Australia. And um, I said, ask him if they need a Mary Poppins in Australia. I want to do it there. And quick enough, a phone call immediately back. They need one in New York, six weeks' time. Get on a plane. You're going to have a fitting. I was like in shock. Wow. Because I didn't want to do it in New York. <laughs> I didn't want to come back. I was like, I like London. I can see like, Australia sounds fun. I don't want to go to New York. I don't no friends there. And then cut to now I wouldn't ever wish to be anywhere else.
0: Yeah. One of the things that you had said, and now, of course, I'm going to forget her name like an idiot, but the woman that you replaced in Mary Poppins. Oh,
2: Scarlett Streland. Yes. Yeah, she's one of the dearest friends of mine. She was, she was, she uh, took over from me in London, oh. and then she got offered it here. And I thought, well, I'm never going to do Mary Poppins. And got completely went out of my mind, Mary Poppins on Broadway. Yeah. I thought, well, I'm never going to do it now. Uh, but she, I took over from her. It was a shock to both of us, actually. I, I found that out later. But she, um, uh, she's just so special. And she helped talk me through, like, okay, takeovers are hard on yeah. Broadway. They give you a hard time. Uh, I had to win them over. <laughs> Even you created the role. I think more so. They were like... Original Broadway company. Oh, I was like, oh gosh, I've got so much to do to like make people like me. Did it work? Yeah, I I, la- I stayed and stayed because I love the people so much. I I had to, I did have to win people over because I came in like, well, this is how I did it, yeah. you know, and then they me, all, the person who created it, but they everybody learned it differently, and also the audiences were so different. And I can see it now with being an original Broadway company here, like when people come in people are people can judge like uh, what are the audience is doing are they lo- that person's not looking at me you know, like <laughs> and I was so scared coming into this new group of people doing what I did back then five years ago and I kept thinking you know when I'm older but I'm wiser my and I actually was it was so much easier to do here than it was in London but um I, I remember that whole like process was so hard um but yeah I won them over
1: God,
0: that's so crazy. One of the things you were talking about at that time was that you were sort of like re inspired. Like, that you, I, I feel like you were saying like you were, you got to see stuff in New York or, or New York's like at that time. I was wondering if you would share some of that, like some of the stuff that you saw or, or like what the what it, the things were.
2: I think it re- most of it, like, is when all that hard winter stuff happens and you're like breaking. That's such a huge obstacle for me. Yeah. The weather is Here,
1: like, Yeah.
2: That that's like a mental and an emotional and spiritual event like you have to overcome these things some people just find it easy they just live with snow their whole life it's fine but I never did and I for me I'm like a real sunny person that's why I moved to LA for a little while and just to get the sunshine but um yeah I the the optimism is finding who you are within the city not necessarily how do you love the river or Mm -hmm. I just but I do get I do like my biking yeah (laughs) in the spring like I'm biking to work every day that's such a treat the city bike thing I love it so much yeah but it's really about like finding the optimism in the situation that I've discovered this part has definitely changed my life because you know she's a widow of four boys and she has to overcome a lot and be positive for them and it was kind of brought that out of me and so did mary poppins it brought out this hero that in me and i remember thinking on stage like i wish i actually remember thinking on stage i'm in the middle of like multitasking tapping dancing steering children and I remember thinking, I wish I was more like Mary Poppins. And I thought, well, I'm playing it. You must be able to do it in real life, too. Yeah. Something like that. So that's kind of what I'm realizing that, um, although my natural personality isn't like these characters, that I'm learning these new qualities I could have in real life. Yeah. This this one especially.
0: Um, second to last question. Yeah. Um, if, if, if you don't mind, if you don't mind, um, my friend Victor really wants to know what moisturizer you use. Huh? Really? <laughs> he says she has the most perfect skin. Oh,
2: that's so nice. And
0: seeing it close up, Victor, she really does.
2: Well, I have to be honest. I had never used anything but water really? for like 10 years. And then I thought later in like about three years ago, I started thinking, well, everyone's telling me I should use something. So I used uh, coconut oil. Oh, really? Terence Mann told me to. Really? Yeah. Terence Mann's the reason I use coconut oil every day. But I'm not actually not very good. I have a skincare regime. Maybe that's the, the secret. I love it.
0: Um, okay, my very last question. If um, It's a little hokey, but I like to ask it. What is the best advice or some of the best advice you ever got?
2: Um, I, I know that the hardest one to believe is like you've got to not listen to anyone saying negative to you. You can't measure yourself or know your value based on another person's words over you i mean and sometimes that's even if they're good like don't you you, i mean good is important and you should remind yourself about who you are but um don't give people any weight to their words good or bad like just believe the believe the best always forgive yourself shame off you stop listening to that radio of you should be ashamed of yourself because that—that's a big one for me. Yeah. For some reason, I grew up always feeling ashamed. I wasn't good enough, or this happened, and I shouldn't have. Or, you know, that can stop you. Like you can make a lot of decisions based on shame rather than self-love.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Better to make decisions based on I love and accept myself. I'm significant. I matter. I'm important. I'm worth much more than than uh, how that person treated me. That's those things are probably the biggest lessons that you have to go through but I just wish sometimes that people didn't have to go through them that they would just listen and hear that that oh I don't need to listen to this radio today I'm going to change the channel and I it's the self love channel yeah
0: (laughs) Laura Michelle Kelly, you are just divine. Thank oh, well, you for thank spending Thank you time so with much. Us. You're
2: so kind. It's so nice to
0: meet you. Nice to meet
2: you too. And you're always welcome here. Anytime. Oh, thank you.
0: I'm just going to show up at your door tomorrow and be like,
2: hi, we're, you said anytime. It. I love
0: it. <laughs> so if I can get through that backstage I'll be, like, area. I'll be
2: like, okay, so I'm going to this place with this person, but you can come. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> gonna, you guys are going to start seeing me around town with Laura Michelle Kelly <laughs> everywhere she goes. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank
2: you. And I'm really excited about anybody coming to see the show. I'm yes. I'm pumped about
0: it. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. We'll have all the details on. The website.
2: Hey, thank you. Thank you.
0: Okay, bye. Bye. Hey, theater people. Patrick here. Just a reminder, our first live summer series event is this Sunday, May 8th at Pearl Studios. It features Leslie Margarita, and it's just $10. A few tickets are still available. You can get them on our website, where you can also sign up for our weekly newsletter. And you should. It's amazing. Check it out. www.theaterpeople.com. That's theater with an E-R-P-P-L dot com. Theatre People is produced by Mike Jensen and me, Patrick Hines. Mike edited this episode. Special thanks, as always, to Steve Tipton, Bradley Behan, our webmaster Keith Allen Herzog, Eric Emsch, Ricky Kondos, and the staff at Oswald's. We'll be back on Sunday, yup, Mother's Day, with Tony Winner and one of my favorite humans, Laura Benanti, and, wait for it, her mother, Linda. Yes, Theatre People is doing a Mother's Day special episode. So until then, tell your friends about us. Let's get the theater community talking.